or he's only getting roles where he like just plays a tired, washed guy, and it seems like he's phoning everything in. Right. The general attitude of a lot of his characters yeah, are like, kind of like, yeah, well, I'm a little past my prime. Got a little right. bit of a belly on me now. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, like, I'm, I'm tired. Give I'm you a couple of pointers. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think that like he's just like every character. That's my that he... Denzel impression, by the way. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> Denzel here. Brunch, hit it, boys. Usually there's like a fun story or something that happened to one of us or something and we just kick it off and then we get the ball rolling and then we dick around for, I don't know, 88 minutes and then edit it. People don't know. We, these podcasts are very, are way longer. There's a lot of editing in these podcasts. It's like we dedicate half a day to podcasting and then we vigorously cut it down to get the best, the best 60 to 90 minutes worth of content that we could find. And so, you know, if you've ever listened to brunch and been like, wow, they did that straight through, which is a conversation. You're very wrong. Oh, no. We include we, we choose which vocalized pauses to keep <laughs> to make it sound as natural. Sometimes we swap them in and out. We're like, oh, this vocalized pause is way better than the one that is actually there. So we we've still never really done any of the super weird things of like where we, we record a podcast and then record it back. With me reading your parts and you reading my part. We still, I don't know, a thousand years ago when we were doing this, I think we said we were like, if only the technology existed where like someone could make a transcript for us on the spot. That te- I bet that te- exists. The technology absolutely exists now, yeah. Like watching like, I don't know, like Minuteman videos or anything like that. It has the script that's just a little incorrect enough that you know like that's automated. But that's really, really close. We should well, we should do that. We should do that, and uh, we should run it through one of those programs, and we should get like a little, a little fucked up, and like come back to it like two hours later, and we probably like won't remember the podcast that we just had, <laughs> and we'll try to figure out what the hell we were saying. That would be great, and if we get fucked up, honestly, it would be funnier if we read our own parts. <laughs> just trying because to, I would yeah. be like, there's, there's, like, what the hell am I, was I trying to say here? Right to my. Fellow shower screamers out there, I mean, it's just a constant occurrence of thinking back on something I said five minutes ago, something I, uh, the way I handled something one day ago, I'm like, oh, you could have done that fucking perfectly and you didn't, you fucker, and that's how I scream in the shower. So like (laughs) reading back a transcript of my podcast, I would be, or of, of my podcasting, I would be pretty pretty i'd be in rough shape yeah yeah a lot I, of despair there i used to do i used to do that with like when i did tv i would like i would uh when i would get off when i would finish like a, a hit or whatever i'd be like fuck i should have said this differently now i just like don't care oh yeah i um years ago at work this is good this is too personal um oh, no. they were uh they they let me host a show that I worked on forever, like when I was in college and everything, and they let me host it by myself. And I was so excited to do it. I was like, this is like a real like full circle moment. And afterwards, it was like the most you fucking suck I've ever felt in my life. And I, I, I generally don't really feel the way. I'm just like, hey, we did something. We all tried our hardest. And if it wasn't the best, then we're going to learn from it, et cetera. I'm generally pretty positive about that. And I, for whatever reason, maybe it's because I put so much pressure on myself there. I 
I like picked up so much Wendy's and alcohol and just like went home and was just like felt miserable. And I just, I was like flipping through the channels doing nothing. I was by myself and then a re-air came on and I was like kind of buzzed and I watched it and I was like, that was the exact same thing as everything else you do. <laughs> that was like that. that that wasn't terrible. It yeah. wasn't unbelievable. Yeah, was, I think like everybody's their harshest critic. I mean, like when we used to do the the show, uh, like in the first year or so, I remember there would be episodes where we'd we'd stop and be like, "Fuck, we kind of sucked." Right? We, did, we, did, we, we, we don't have it right shitty now? for like a week, and now yeah. it's just like, eh, some days we're just gonna suck. It's just yeah. gonna happen. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I'm just I think I've discovered the secret to life is just to not care about anything. Oh yeah, I mean that's my. That's generally my outlook on a lot of things of like, like nothing fucking matters. Try your no, like try your best. Try not to like don't try to fail. Give be give it give it an honest effort. Prepare. Shit like that. Or if it's something that, that maybe uh, preparation doesn't serve, don't prepare. Like over preparing yeah. can be an issue. Over preparing can be terrible. I do like rigid and and like like rehearsed and then kind of like stumble over yourself. I've got I've done that plenty Dude, of times. That is the worst. I went into the I used to go into the Bruins locker room with like a notebook where you're supposed to like write answers and shit like yeah. that. You like scribble and blah. well, like write down like word for word questions and, and I, shit. And like my notebook was already filled with like all these like notes and like shit of like, hey, this guy hasn't done this in three games. This guy did this the last five games, and yeah. I would like go up to somebody and I just have all these fucking notes and I'm like. Well, what the we, fuck was I planning on talking about? With well, this? That and like, if you have an idea in your head of like how you think it's exactly going to go, and if things change like a little bit, yeah, and you, that throws you off, and you like fall all over yourself. That is such a huge thing. Yeah. The expectation versus, I guess it's it's kind of expectation versus reality. But yeah, where like you put any sort of like word for word, line for line expectation on something, the second. There's a little dirt on the road or something. Like, whoa, 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 whoa! You're just whoa. like, oh well, fine. <laughs> now I have coming. Oh, yeah, I I didn't feel good at uh, at, at that job like, being a beat writer until I was just walking in, like doing all that preparation of knowing, like, hey, this line's hot. This person hasn't done this, or whatever. Like for sure, know those things, but don't obsess over them. Mm-hmm. And just kind of, if you see a guy you want to talk to, just go up to them and. Say hi and friggin' start talking. Have a about conversation, them. right? Be, I'm here to hi, talk my about. My name is DJ Bean. <laughs> hi, he's like, yes, we. I've seen you every met day for four the years yeah. ago. I <laughs> uh, no no no, please. I'd like to talk about your play alongside. Hold on, Kevin Miller. <laughs> Afterwards, I'm going to talk to him about you, if that's okay. If you don't mind, let's just sit down. Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is, and you know, I think that. I've I've gotten better, I think. I just, just, just be a little. I also kind of like used to hold myself to the standards. Like, fuck, I I was bad there. Like, I I wasn't as good as the people that I see on TV. Well, the people that you see on TV are there because they're like literally the best at their job a lot of the time. Oh yeah, we we've talked about. Have we have we had the uh, the inspired? Oh yeah, we did with New Radicals. The inspire to keep going versus inspire to quit. Yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. We're like, whoa, someone can be this good at this. I gotta, I gotta try my hand at this versus I'm that's never what be the fucking as, thing yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. I'm never going to be as good as that. Yeah. I have for a long time been that way with Stephen A. Smith. Like Stephen A. Smith makes me so 
happy and like it just like makes me believe in the the type of shit that we do. They're like this is what pretty much close to perfection looks like, you know? And in no way I'm like am I like oh I'm never going to be Stephen A Smith like no shit. Yeah. No one is going to be Stephen A Smith. We're going to talk about Stephen A Smith. That guy's a fucking miracle forever. Speaking of which, uh do you see that there's a Stephen A Smith ESPN Plus show? No. It's called Stephen A's World, I think. And it's a lot of um, kind of meme type. <laughs> I, I was literally stuff. just going to say when you were talking about Stephen A. Smith and you're like, he's perfect and stuff. Like, I remember however many years ago, Stephen A. Smith, like before he found his perfect role at ESPN, people like really didn't like him that much. They didn't take him seriously because he was just like the other guy, the guy on the other side of the desk of Skip Bayless and like. I mean, he grinded his ass off, but he wasn't taken 100% seriously. I feel like Stephen A has 1,000% found his spot and found his maximum value at ESPN by, like, embracing becoming a meme and just being the most entertaining guy possible. You know it's the and same he's so way? so fucking good at it. You know it's the same way as that? Um, I hope that he doesn't take this the wrong way. Right? Like, Mike Felger was like that. He would do the big show on WEI and... Boston listeners will care about this. Other people might not, but Mike Felger is like the radio king of Boston. But he was like one of the rotating cast of people who would come on the big show. And they weren't like mean to him or anything, but they just cleared. There wasn't the like the way Stephen A is treated now and the way Felger is treated now. It just kind of wasn't like that. They were like, well, this guy's a guy and he comes in with a take and they're like, well, yeah, so what? Like, that's just a take and kind of move on. Where now, I mean, Mike Felger talks, people listen. Yeah. Stephen A. Smith kind of had a And, and like when Mike Felger, like, drops, like, a hot take, it just sets off an alarm. And it's like, oh, Felger's got a fucking take. He's the best. I love him <laughs> so much. I'm just smiling from ear to ear. I love that guy. Um, but, yes, yeah, you're right. Stephen A. used to be, he was, like, the columnist mm-hmm. that they would have on. and The radio guy. Yeah, and they'd, they'd like, kind of make him... Yeah, and then over time, I mean, people would like when he if he like got pissed in a debate or whatever because he doesn't lose anything. When my like my dad always says the easiest way to lose an argument is to raise your voice. So like once you raise your voice, they're like, oh, he's losing it. He's like come and then like as you're doing it, you start like yelling about other shit, and you're like, wait, this we don't even know what this guy's talking about anymore. Stephen A. Smith. When he, like, the farther he throws the ball, he doesn't lose a <laughs> touch accuracy. of accuracy. Yeah, no, never. It's crazy. So he'll get super excited, and he is still locked in, perfectly articulate. Like, yeah, you want to talk about, like, insane. the best speaker <laughs> yeah. in the world? Honestly, like, I'm trying to think, presidents aren't as well-spoken as Stephen A. Smith. No. He can get, he can get pissed. He can be going at you. 100% and there's not one um there's not one ah nothing yeah I, I just like I would love to just know how his brain works and how he processes things in real time because you're right he doesn't lose any accuracy and like he's he obviously does a million fucking things and sometimes he swings and misses because he's so like I don't want to say spread thin but like he's all over the fucking board yeah. he does he does every fucking sport he does like he does radio, he does TV, and he's fucking good at all of them. And he does social media, like he's insane. I just want to know like how he processes things in real time to like never trip over himself. I know. I think that way about sometimes like how certain people listen to music. Like I'd love to, I'd love to know like 
It's like see things what, through the lens. Totally. Yeah. Where I like, I'd love to know what this person's hearing when they hear this song, because I think that I think that everyone kind of processes everything a little differently, but someone who does it that well, he's just unbelievable, but he has a show on ESPN plus, And I think it's very meme heavy. I've only seen clips of it online. And honestly, I feel bad for Stephen A. Smith burner account guy. Because that, I would like, also like to see how the fuck that person operates because they are the best, the best account on social media. And literally, I mean, I guess it's fitting that like a Stephen A. Smith burner account would be fucking everywhere. Yeah. Because Stephen A. is everywhere and, oh, and like he's first in one all in. places at he or all she, times. Whoever's, whoever's running yeah. that account, they it's are crazy. the first one in. We all like half of the texts we send each other are. Someone will like, I don't know, like John Morosi or somebody will tweet some baseball news and Top immediately response. first response yeah. is this incredible Stephen A. Smith meme. But I feel bad for whoever's running that Stephen A. Smith uh, burner uh, account, which it's it's not actually the Stephen A. Smith burner. But that's the name of it. Um, like, yo, you should be getting a check out of this yeah. because this culture like created of this. memeing everything with Stephen A. Smith. Honestly, it's kind of, I don't know, like. Kanye like where and obviously people were doing it long before Kanye, but Kanye is a great example of it where you can take something great, sample it and make this unbelievable other thing out of this already great thing. That's completely different, Mm -hmm. right? Like Stephen A. Smith content as it is, like we're watching, we're watching first take for a reason, right? Like that, that you, you don't want to change a thing about it, but that's what I'm talking about. Like him, him finding his maximum value as like a, a meme embracer has allowed him to be fucking everywhere on social media. Yeah. And it makes people want to tune into Stephen A. Smith and like, see what crazy shit he's going to do next. He's the best. And you know what else is the best? The fact that we got to have this conversation because I really did not know what's the part of this podcast other than talking about bad things we saw going to be. <laughs> I want to first. We saw bad. Things. Yeah, we did. Uh, well, well, I also saw a good thing, but it's going to be a discussion that is like, I think is is going to annoy me. So I'll just like uh, that'll be the segue. Uh, I watched La La Land for the first time in a, in a yes. while uh, this week, and I texted you and I said it, and I think that you had like the perfect response where you were like, "We should have seen like the the like culture shift or like I don't know public mentality shift." Coming when people turned on La La Land. And yeah. I think that's a, such a good point. Because, like, the world turned on La La Land and just, like, found reasons to hate it. F- dug so deep to find reasons to hate that movie for no reason. And then everybody just agreed. They were like, yeah, that movie sucks. Right. Then it be- like you get made fun of if you like La La Land. I mean, there's... I don't know, not to be an old guy, but there's, like, the... I fuck with this. I don't fuck with this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And and there's not too many times where I'm like, hey, if you don't fuck with this, like, you are wrong. Or like, if you, yeah. Like, I mean, unless it's like an offensive, obviously, like, we're, we're just talking about, like, art, things that you're consuming. Like, yeah, right. like we're, yeah. Yeah, we're not saying, like, like pop culture right. stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you don't fuck with Donald Trump, I've got some, <laughs> nothing like that. They, like, just like, hey, you're not, you're not cool if you like this thing. That's so... To, for um, it's a fucking Ryan Gosling movie, and I mean you you know our thoughts on it. That's a that's a great movie. But yeah, seeing that this movie came out and everyone liked it, the kind of 
the sprint to hey let's let's fucking own these fuckers like why <laughs> right. awesome movie <laughs> and like I don't a lot of a lot of people fucking like celebrated when it didn't win best picture. I don't know if that's because of the like the weird way that it happened. I mean that was, was lovely chaos. It was it was like it was great chaos and I'm a big fan of chaos but like looking back on it man I fucking wish that movie won best picture. I felt really bad for Damien Chazelle. Yeah. Because I I mean that that's the most horrible thing that it could happen to like anybody. Right. It's not you lose when you're in your seat. Right. You lose it's when like you're, you win. everyone's looking Just at kidding, you. bitch, punked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone is looking at you, facing you. You got all dressed up. They're looking at you, your stupid little suit. And like that, I'm sure that's what he was thinking at that time. He was like, "Wish I didn't wear this so fucking, fucking shirt." Yeah, I wish I wasn't wearing this fucking shirt. That was a, you know, who had a very graceful response. I gave it away by saying uh, "graceful." Who? This is a very graceful person, and I, I, I maybe that that term is tough because it's often ascribed to women. And in this case, I am using it for a woman, but canceled. Um, you know, I think about that sometimes, like where I'd say like, Hey, this person is this. And then you're like, how come people only say, and it's again, I'm not, not, they're not fucking making a big thing, people, of it, but just a little interesting people thing. People say that about emotional. Really? Yeah. When people say like, Oh, this be, being emotional. And like, I, I think a lot of women don't like when the word emotional is thrown around because it's like attached to them a lot. Interesting. So the word I've always used the word shrill to describe Tom Brady and correct. often <laughs> yeah. it'll get like shrill. You, you think he's shrill? And I'm like, let me play this video. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> it's about, all. I'm like, that's what, right like isn't that what yeah. shrill means people will be like oh i just didn't uh I, yeah i guess i just never thought of that as shrill and it's because people only use that word for women mm-hmm. so anyway let's be better with words okay. and again like you're not a you're not a terrible person if you do it mistakenly <laughs> who is graceful but, uh emma stone yeah <laughs> fair fair i'm trying to think who else up there was graceful damien giselle was not graceful he was melting down <laughs> he disgraceful <laughs> I see. I don't think he was disgraceful. There is a, like a very, there is like a very strong bridge from yeah. graceful well, to disgraceful. Honestly, what a great word, <laughs> disgraceful. Because <laughs> you think like, oh, like this is a disgrace. Like it's kind of like calling so, like clown is such a popular term now. Yeah. Like hey, well, hey, Pete's being disgraceful. Like oh, burn or whatever. But like, if you really think about it, like having grace. It's this incredible thing. We've all seen the Seinfeld episode. Yeah. Yeah, like you, you aspire to have grace. And if someone There's goes no out of ground. their way to describe you not having grace, <laughs> I don't know, but like, I don't, like, I don't think I'm super graceful. You, I, I yeah, I don't think that like, I have a ton of grace. Yeah. But I wouldn't, wouldn't say that I'm disgraceful. Right, but to say that you're disgraceful <laughs> is... non-graceful? Yeah, that's fucking tough. Kind of similar to when you say like, Bye to somebody. Like my my favorite um my favorite goodbye is take it easy. Because it's so fucking aggressive. on paper, it's so fucking aggressive. Like, have a good one. Take care. Like things like that. Mm-hmm. You go with the classic. Bye. <laughs> goodbye. Any of those. But if Also, take it easy really depends on like the inflection. Right, so that's what I'm Take saying. Take it easy. Right, so if I'm leaving, you're like, okay, bye. 
and I'm like, take it easy. It's essentially, I feel like I'm doing stand up right now, but it's essentially like, like, bye, calm down. <laughs> Just calm down, okay? Take yeah. it easy, right? So it's kind of like that. Calling someone, if you could like literally the call entire, someone disgraceful. Like, the entire first 20 minutes of this podcast are just words, huh? <laughs> we got to do something. This is gonna, Tim Heidegger. We got to do something about the English language, by the way. It is constantly getting us in trouble. I have one example of that. <laughs> Yo, so I watched it again the other day. I'm like, of I'm, course you uh, did. I've probably watched that at, maybe... I don't know, like 30 times. It's insane. It's all I can think about. Not all I can think about, but I'm constantly, there, there's like, there's a, it's kind of like the, I think you should leave uh, fallout, except nobody else will even finish watching. <laughs> you know. I, most of my texts are, you took an, yeah, I think I, you should I, leave skit and made it fucking like 60 minutes long and people just aren't getting it but you know how there's like so many memes that people have yeah. off of that where hey like everything can be and i think you should leave joke yeah everything can but be nobody gets it a horrible an evening with tim heidecker joke like when you texted me i thought about it for a second you texted me you said just watch la la land forgot how much i love that movie i was like mm. computer's over there give me five minutes and i clip it i can send him back La la la, ma ma ma. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, but I watched La La Land and I just, I mean, what, how is anybody coming away from that movie be like, I just, not for me. Like, just full of charm, great story. The, the I forgot how fucking amazing the, like, the visuals were. The oh, colors are beautiful, a, a, amazing. Ryan Gosling, incredible. Emma Stone, incredible. I saw people complaining that, like, they didn't like it because it was like basically Hollywood filleting itself. Oh, it definitely that was. I mean, I think that was a calculated choice by Damien Chazelle of like, how can I jump to the front of the line here? Like glorify Hollywood. Yes. And really appeal to these people, which I mean, I, I I guess like I can understand that criticism, but they did it really fucking well. Exactly <laughs> yeah. right. I mean, be it didn't seem all that shameless. Like maybe if you look it through that lens, it, it comes off as shameless, but like. If you're gonna be shameless and deliver it in, like in a very well packaged way, okay, that's the thing. Yeah, you want to make you want to make um, a kind of like it's not even generic, so I won't say that. But like I don't know, like there's got to be you want to check all the boxes, I right? Guess. There, there, there's going to be shit like that that is just trying to appeal to all these things. And as you said, if you make it well, then kind of more credit to you right. because it would be very easy to just look at it and say like, oh, that's just. It's just clearly going for this. Uh, I feel like I feel like a, a Star is Born tried to do a lot of those things where they were definitely. like, like that's showbiz, baby. Definitely. And they did a lot of it. And I wouldn't say they did a lot of it wrong, but like it it, it seemed more transparent than the way that La La Land did it. You want to regrade a Star is Born real quick on the fly? What do you think? Of it? I haven't seen I haven't it watched since. it again. Yeah, I haven't watched it a second time. I want to. I apply that to a lot of movies we talk about where in a in an effort to defend a lower grade than others i'll say like we did this with um folklore like well are you gonna are you think you're gonna still be listening to it in a month or whatever i wish i had applied that to a star is born because i would have been correct if i was like how many more times are you gonna watch that movie <laughs> yeah but i for i think a lot of like movies i have no interest in seeing it again but i still think it's a great movie like yeah for for 
I think like the replayability or whatever, the longevity of a movie is way less important than it is for music. Because nobody's ever going to be like, heard that song once, it's awesome, never listen to it again. (laughs) Yeah, I'm good with that. Definitely true. I mean, you you can't even get to know a song on the first listen, really. So that would, imagine, that's why if I give an album a try and I don't really like it, I will give it, I'll try to. I'll try to give it a, a another listen in like three weeks or something. But I will take I will take like away points on something that you love. I will take away points from a movie if like the first time around I was like that was it was hard to follow or like yeah. I, just, I, I if I need a second viewing to feel like I'm getting the full experience or whatever I'll take away points for that. I did that with I, I did a second viewing with uh, King of Staten Island and Promising Young Woman, both of which on the first watch I was like good, not great. Let's let's give it a, a second spin, and in both cases, I liked them a lot more the second time. Although King of Staten Island still probably like a low B, yeah, it has like fair. a good second half. The biggest one for me was Dunkirk, just because like the timeline is so screwy, and trying to follow like oh yeah, because I keep jumping back and forth uh, based on like the uh, the timeline of events, so. The, when I watched a second, the, well, I watched it a second time and had like a better understanding of what was going to happen and tried to keep like an eye out for it. Which is a really enjoyable movie. Yeah, but, Star is Born though, great. I would say like B plus A minus tier. Yeah. I'd say yeah, I'd say solid B, maybe B plus. I liked it more than you did. Yeah, what didn't? What was my issue with it? I think you just thought that like people were going too crazy over it. Maybe, yeah, that stinks. Though I, I, I like to have a uh, a better argument than that, though. To just like, hey, calm down, everybody. It was fine. Well, why was it fine? I hope I actually had an answer for why it was fine. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, um, I remember the end, the last song that Gaga sang, the kind of like "I will always love you" scene. Mm-hmm. I was like, I. I know there's only 15 seconds left in this movie, but I might, I might turn this off. Like, this is so uncomfortably <laughs> that was, derivative. That, that seemed uh, unnecessary. Yeah. That seemed like it could have been like a post credit scene or something. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Bradley Cooper, good. Looks fantastic. Jackson Maine. I remember, we. I mean, we were ahead of the curve on everyone getting excited about that movie. Like, Bradley Cooper looks fucking great. Like, yeah, it's because he wrote and did all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. He just like, put yeah, himself... Made himself the coolest guy in the world. Which, not a bad move. If if we ever get uh, dog cord off the ground, <laughs> I'm going to give myself like... discuss that. Yeah, I'm going to give myself the fucking shittiest, most depressing role. <laughs> breakout performance, breakout role. Like, you're going to get the... Uh, who's Who does uh, Florence Pugh play in Little Women? Oh, shit. Is it I'm... Amy? Yes. So, like, Amy, I think, in the Little Women um, world, they Has say... Has the most room to thrive. Right. They say, ceiling. like, that's the that's the part you want. You don't want Meg. Right. You you, you can knock Amy out of the park. Like, if, if we get Meg's dog... Meg's ceiling is a fucking C+. Yeah. If we get dog court off the ground, I'm probably going to give you, like, the Amy. People are going to come away being like... Holy shit. It's a lot of pressure, though. Pete's got a... But it's just such an easy role to nail that, like, you, you do a good job on it. Yeah. It's gonna... They're gonna be like, yo, Pete should be voicing dogs. This is... This is what he's great at. 
And then me, the guy who wrote it, gave himself the worst. Meg. For, like, I'm going to give myself a horrible thing. Everybody comes like, away from the movie being like, is the guy, is the guy who played Meg even good? Right. Which, unfortunately. I did that with Emma Watson. I felt really bad about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember like, that. she even good? I hate. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough because as we transition to discussing whether or not an actor is good i almost tweeted it out i almost tweeted it out last night i didn't want to like i didn't want to dip into show material and i and i didn't want to so i guess we can transition to it right now i guess um uh, we watched the little things which is the movie with uh denzel washington rami malik and uh, jared leto that came out uh, from warner warner brothers and went straight to hbo max and also in theaters uh, i say it right away didn't like it i mean uh, i mean i it was it sucked. fine. I don't think I, I think it I think it that was very sucked. forgettable. I enjoy I like I don't want to say I enjoy I, I was um It mostly invested. felt like you were watching a movie. Yes, I was invested while watching, but uh, as soon as it turned off I was like, Well that wasn't that good. I mean Oh my god. Like that is this is I think kinda like kitchen level. It's not It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not snowman level. No. They finished uh, the movie. They right. They finished the movie. So it's like the SATs in Boy Meets World. But doesn't Eric spell his name wrong? Yes. So he gets like less than two hundred or something. Yeah. Um. I mean, so we can agree on whether like it was not very good or stunk. I think clearly neither of us approve. I would say not very uh, good of this movie. Um. But and I so you said you were gonna tweet this. I I tweeted something like it, but I, I just did, felt yeah, did, so yeah, yeah. bad. I, I did that. You didn't name names. Did that tweet read as like I legitimately felt bad. Yeah, I, I well, do. I don't want to hate. Yeah, I, well, I think I I read it as like, well, you're all gonna know. You're all <laughs> gonna know who I'm talking about. Which we you were wrong because Ellen came up to me today and was like, "Did you think that Jared Leto was bad in uh in the little things?" And I was like. No, why? I thought that he was, he was really good. And uh, she was like, well, I saw a D- tweet from DJ. I was like, oh, so did I. And he's not talking about Jared Leto. <laughs> what did Ellen think of... Uh, she, <laughs> she, uh, she didn't think that Remy Malek was bad, but she, I convinced her that he, that he was, I think. Because she was like, I didn't think that he was good, but I didn't think that he was bad. I just felt like his character did... Like the way that he portrayed the character didn't really like fit. And I was like, so he did bad. Right. So <laughs> yes. So, listeners, if you're confused, we do not think that Rami Malek did a good job in this movie. And I, I would, I would say that he did a very bad yes. job in the movie. Yes, and, and I'm, and I'm not that guy. I'm, I'm never yeah. somebody who comes away being like that actor sucks or like that actor actively took away an enjoyment or like my investment in the movie. Yes, and that's exactly what happened to me. I could, I could not. You have to I be couldn't really focus. Bad. I couldn't focus. I'm watching a fucking movie with Denzel Washington, and I am so distracted yeah. the entire time. And I know that uh, I know that like we fucking hate Bohemian Rhapsody, and we gave Remy Malik a lot of shit for it. But I don't like. I don't dislike Remy Malik. Me neither. I, I kind of root for him. Yeah, yeah. I but I mean, I, I it's made this. It makes me question him significantly. So what I was going to tweet was: Is there any? Is there any bigger, in quotes, is this guy actually good, in quotes, actor in Hollywood more than Rami Malek right now? I mean, I think that the acting slash comedic adjacent is 
quite obvious, right? Probably Pete Davidson. Yeah, but again, I've, like, I've people never... question like, is this guy actually like? Yeah, but I've never come away from like a Pete Davidson movie being like he he took away my enjoyment. Right, Obviously, right. Like, you felt like role... you're watching a Pete Davidson thing. He, he's in yeah. his lane, I guess. Yes, like, yeah. He, he he knows that he probably know he would tell he'd be the first person to tell you he's like I'm not like a like a, a distinguished actor. Right. Yeah, I, and I I think that you're right. It's probably bigger for Remy Malik, and I think that the answer is kind of like I. I don't this sounds so mean? I just don't think he's a good actor. I so I think that uh, his role in the Bond movie that's coming out this year is going to really make or break how I perceive Remy wow. Malik. So we are, this is we are looking at huge bounce back Malik potential. Yeah, we. I mean, he he very much needs it. I, yeah, I th- like I, I think that he's had several swings and misses, and he needs to make solid contact. Yeah. Uh, I'll say, in Malik's defense, I also didn't really think Jared Leto was good. I think that Jared Leto was extremely over the top, which isn't the reputation you want to keep hammering home. And I think that Jared Leto is really driving into that. Sure. But I also believe... So like, if we're talking about like uh, something that fits the character that he's supposed to be playing... I do believe that like him being over the top served the role here because yeah. this was a guy who Real was trying, I guess like trying to be over the top and be like, I'm really fucking nutty. Like I'm just like a, cr- I'm a crime buff. Yeah. Like he, he seemed, it didn't take away because I think that that was like part of the role. And also like, I don't like Jared Leto, uh, but I, I think that that role was like kind of perfect for him. But I, I think it's the role that he wants to take. Yeah, he saw that and he was like, "Oh, he licked the pages." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Oh boy, I'll grow my hair." Hey, how about this? Like, my hair's kind of long. How about I grow sleep. a little longer? Won't sleep for like two weeks. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe no. Did he he gains weight for this role? Yeah, right? he looks like shit. Yeah, he's um, yeah. Uh, I think I was able to see past the bad performances and just actually try to think about the movie for what it was bad movie in bad movie yeah like the 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 storyline what ends up happening at the end especially the last scene like i thought the last scene was going to be some sort of answer some sort of reveal it reveals a small little kind of afterthought detail that you there's no like epiphany or like no no like aha yeah, like when so would it be should we spoil it? Nah, whatever. It's not. No, worth spoiling. we don't. We don't. Yes, it's really not worth spoiling. I would just say like this movie builds for a whole lot, a whole long time. Good call. It's a it's like a slow burn, slow build kind of thing, and then like you're just there. Yeah, like you're just there, and it's not satisfying whatsoever. Yeah, and there's like a whole lot of it, it's and there's a whole lot of like questionable like. Why the fuck would like this person do this? Like you're led to believe that these are smart people that are like really, really. Uh, oh yeah, that thrive like, to get where they are. And and I mean, Rami Malek's character is entirely incompetent. Yes, yeah, he has no idea what he's like. A lead detective, and he's just going up to everybody, being like, "What did you put down? Let me see." Yeah, like, explain this I to think me. This, I think the same thing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, there's a scene uh, at the end where he, Rami Malek is with the, the the supposed serial killer. I guess this might venture into spoil territory, but like, he's with this supposed serial ter- killer by himself, 
and he thinks this guy is a serial killer. He's 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 convinced. He's convinced that this guy is a serial killer, and he goes off alone with him in the middle of nowhere. And the guy says, "Dig a hole," and Remy Malik just turns his back yeah. to the guy that he thinks is a serial killer. Totally, he could have a gun any. And he says he was like. This comes after a confrontation where he's like, you already felt me up, so you know that I don't have anything on me. Well, then they got into his car and drove into the middle of nowhere, so he could have shit there. He was, I was all, were you waiting for a landmine? Something like that. I was when he was saying like, hey, go over there. Three more steps. Up, hot, cold. I was like, if we get a landmine right now. I'm going to be as confused as I've been this entire time. So they, they, they really want you to believe that these, that like, that Denzel and Rami Malek are like very smart, which Denzel, I think, comes yeah, off as Denzel like a, a, is... he knows what he's doing. Uh, Rami Malek does not. Um, but they also make you like they make you want to think that that uh, Jared Leto is this like mastermind serial killer who's great at covering his tracks. And like the the conclusion is just like a complete one departure from what you think of those two characters. Totally. I uh, I only had two notes. One was there's a scene where Malik and Malik is trying to get Denzel to come with him for something, and he's like, and this is like thirty minutes into the thirty five minutes into the movie. Like you've gotten a lot of bad, confusing Remy Malik so far. Like a lot of does his character not blink or is he, <laughs> he just not blink. blinking? I think that's a Remy Malik trait, but that. So acting uh, listeners, let us know. We can ask Randy. Like the stuff like that, like not blinking is like a pretty. That's that's a distinct quality. Right. If Remy so, like, Malik was a good actor, if Remy Malik was a good actor, he could act like a fucking normal person. And or somebody blink. blinks as often <laughs> yeah. as yeah. So anyway, he says to uh, to Denzel, he's like, "Come on, maybe you can teach me a thing or two. So my note was. Please, Denzel, <laughs> teach him a thing or two. And then, when, at the beginning of the scene, there's like a, so that there's this long scene towards the end of the movie with Remy Malik and Jared Leto. And I was like three minutes into it, and I was like, "Who let these two be the only people in a scene in this movie? You can't leave these two performances unsupervised." <laughs> and then you get just like fifteen minutes of just a lot of suckiness. And yeah, you're. I agree with you. I'm. I'm normally not thinking about performances that no. strongly. Like I'll. I, like as I was watching uh, Promising Young Woman, I um, Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. I was like, yeah, like it'll strike me when somebody's good. Yeah, I'll be like, yeah. wow, this is really good. Yeah, but, I was like, I don't know who else is doing this role this well. Like this is a really good performance. Yeah, I. I just don't go into movies being like, I'm gonna look for this person to suck. Yeah. Like even if I don't like an actor, or I don't like necessarily prefer an actor. I just generally believe that they're good. <laughs> I will be- I will admit probably that Bounce Back Malik was a little bit on my radar. Where as I was watching it, I was like, okay, I haven't seen Malik in a minute. Obviously, we don't want to talk about the the horrible Queen movie in that performance, but you know, and I But he became I, I, but I think like uh, it stems from like he became fucking hot shit after the Queen movie. Yeah. And that rubbed me the wrong way, but it's again, like I still don't want to root against him. I'm just like annoyed no, that yeah. people think I that he's good based off of that piece of shit movie. I don't and I don't blame him for his performance in that. Like I I don't think he 
had a good performance in that movie, but he was I like that movie at was the l- lower on, on a lower rung of like things that are wrong with that movie. Very much so. I mean, him winning Best Actor is... Take issue with that, but... Th- that's the most insane Oscars moment we've talked about on this podcast right now, today. And we talked about... <laughs> that's true. Yeah. La La Land standing up there, <laughs> all of them up there in their suits, hating themselves, while Moonlight won the Oscar. Remy Malek winning Best Actor is more absurd than that. So, rough movie... Uh, give it a watch. It's on HBO <laughs> Max. I don't know. Like I again, I'll just even if you tell me, hey, this movie isn't so great, give it a spin. You saw it before me. You're mm-hmm. like, ah, I don't really like it. And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, I'll take I anything. Gotta, at this gotta point. watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I don't know. It's it's a weird situation just because like I wanna I want to enjoy every single movie that I put on. Like I'm actively trying to like every movie that I put on because I'm so desperate to watch movies. We're in the market for enjoyment these days. <laughs> yeah. And I came away from that one being like, fuck, am I an asshole? Like I just didn't like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt super mean as I was watching. I felt mean tweeting like the I, I said uh I feel bad for Denzel in this movie because one of the other performances is distractingly bad. I was like, that's I, I hate that my brain is thinking this way, but I did kind of feel bad for Denzel. Although I wonder if he made a calculated risk that after Roman J Israel Esquire, is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, everyone hated that movie. I didn't hate that movie that much. I didn't want to saw it. It, it. I'll tell you, it was not beloved. I thought, I, I thought it was okay. Um, but I think that people kind of like laughed at and mocked that movie. I think he was like, Ooh, we're not often in this position, but bounce back Denzel. How do I handle this? Let's get two people who are held in high esteem, who I know because I'm Denzel Washington and understand acting better than any of these idiots who talk about it, aren't really that good. I'll be in a movie with them. Let them stink up the joint and people will be like, wow, we know what good acting is. We know what bad acting is. <laughs> I I mean, I think Denzel, Denzel was pretty good in this movie, but like, I do have a general sense around Denzel now where I think that, like, that guy's just phoning it in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very possibly. I, th- there's, like, a little Seinfeld to him, maybe. He's getting he's getting into, like, the current Seinfeld stage of his career. And I don't know if it's, like, if it's, like, a thing that he's necessarily doing. Like, again, I think that he was pretty good in this movie. I just think that either he's phoning it in. Or he's only getting roles where he like just plays a tired, washed guy, and it seems like he's phoning everything in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the right, the general attitude of a lot of his characters yeah, are kind like, of like, yeah, well, I'm a little past my prime. Got a little right. bit of the belly on me now. Yeah, but I'm gonna tell you, he's I'll like, tell I'm, you, I'm tired. I'm give you a couple of pointers. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think that like he's just like every character. That's my that he... Denzel impression, by the way. <laughs> hey, everybody, <laughs> Denzel here. Hello, I am Denzel Washington. Yeah, just like lightly from the south. Yeah, every role that he takes is like a guy who's just like a little pudgy, hasn't been to the gym. He's he's like, probably needs a few more hours sleep, and he's just kind of had it. Yeah, and that'll give you the impression that like somebody somebody's just washed. Yeah, I don't like that though. I need I need a. We'll, we'll get another. We'll get another best actor, Denzel. Before you think so, I hope so. He's not getting best actor movies. That's the thing he's doing. What's it called? The uh, the uh, he. What was the action series he was doing? The uh, the Equalizer. The Equalizer. Yeah. Like I don't watch those movies. 
I did. They were fine. The first one was pretty good. Yeah, but I'm like, it's know, like I don't, I don't need Denzel doing those movies, right? It I should mean, be like a guy who was never an A-lister. Do who, another Philadelphia, man. It should be, it, you know, it should, it'd be, it should be a Liam Neeson. Like Liam Neeson should be doing yeah. those movies where like. Liam Neeson's not that good. Right. But they're like, he's a, he's a stupid action movie guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't want Denzel to be the fucking stupid action movie guy. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to, I don't know, maybe I'm going to go home and watch Although Philadelphia. De- uh, Keanu Reeves was like never like a A-list guy, or like, I, I don't know, like he wasn't taken super seriously. Then he did John Wick, which is a stupid action movie. Keanu's... And then he just fucking like elevated him to an entire new level. Keanu's so perfect for like, for John Wick. What, what perfect casting where like, he he's respected because he's been around a long time, but I think enough people kind of view him as like a little bit of a no no you know, offense, like a little bit is. of a he, joke. He's a com- he's a compiler. What's that? Like they talk about that for like the Baseball Hall of Fame, where it's just like a guy's been around oh, for yeah, so yeah. long. Like uh, he's been around for so long and just pads his stats. Yeah, and like consistently performs, but never at like an A list level. Yeah, Keanu's been around for so long and has has made like a bunch of good movies, but has never like really crushed it until John Wick. Right. I mean his his A list quality is that he's Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Pretty much. Um. Okay. So we got through that. Uh, do we want? I don't think that we were that negative, by the way. Like I, I mean, I'm sad to be that negative. Like I, even if somebody was, but I think that we were effectively negative, not yeah. like depressingly negative. And hopefully not mean. Like no, I, I, I think mean. that if Remy Malik listened to this, I think he'd be sad. Yeah, he'd probably be like a sad, maybe a little offended, but not like, but like not be like that was malicious, right? But even so, I mean, I thought I thought about this as I was thinking about how bad I felt disliking this performance. Uh, I was like, if I listened to two people sitting down, being like, "Hey, look, I'm, I'm sure he's a nice guy. He tries really hard. Like, I really think that like." DJ does a bad job with um, everything he does. I- I'd be like even more sad than yeah, if somebody was true. like, yeah. "Fuck could, DJ, yeah. he hates Tom you, Brady." I'd be like, "Well, you just love Tom yeah. Brady, you loser. Fuck you back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could just write it off as that other person being an asshole. So if right. we're sitting here being like, "Look, I thought about it for you, pal," <laughs> yeah. but you suck. <laughs> I thought about it, and I'm not positive he'd do something else well, but he doesn't do the things he does well. All right, so let's redo the conversation. Fuck Rami Malek. Right, that guy yeah, just sucks. Sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not like that guy. The Bohemian Boom. Rhapsody chud should stay yeah. out of Hollywood forever. Right, that was his fault. He ruined that movie. And now he can just write us off as a couple of assholes. Um, Your Honor is... Oh, man. I that is about a this. runaway train of bad. It's crazy. I, I, I still like the show. I can't wait for I, the next I episode. I love the show, man. <laughs> I, I, I love the show, but holy shit, that did show you, is insane. Did you rewind this week when he's sitting down with the jury and he's like, look, it goes against everything yeah. I believe in to not have the press in here for this trial. But if we're going to beat this virus, I was like, "Is wait, is COVID happening? Uh, so like it's super confusing because number one they bring COVID in out of fucking nowhere <laughs> and two they like use it as a, a real time metaphor for like the like the like the court system being infiltrated by Baxter. But there's COVID happening in like 
one and a half scenes yeah. and the rest like they're all doing maskless they're uh, like they're, they're going out to eat like did never I, seen a mask on any of the characters that are just talking no. to each other just one juror is wearing a mask and they're like we can't bring and like they know that they can't bring people into the courtroom so it's like enough to the point where they know that it's pretty serious that's a mask situation I, I think they made they probably made the show before COVID and yes. like right at the like they were finishing up as COVID started, and, and they, they were like, like, "Let's work this in. Let's get in one scene just in case." Like there are masks. I don't fucking know. You give one guy. How who will wear masks? Uh, one out of every a hundred people. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Hey, one out of every a hundred people. Put on a mask. This will look good. Which, oh my like, god, it's fucking crazy. Just There's pretend it didn't exist. No, right? <laughs> just. I, I, I'm there racking is, my brain thinking, like, how did they set, how did this end up happening? There, there is zero, literally zero reason to be like, yo, we, ha- we have to, like, make sure everybody knows that this is happening in 2020. Meanwhile, you got Stuhlbarg just ramping up the threats. <laughs> I feel like Stuhlbarg is kind of trying to, like, keep the show on track. He's like, <laughs> we've only got else, nine episodes. Right. Here. Yeah. And everything else, like, all these weird things are happening, like the daughter and the son and everything dating. And, like, I feel like Stuhlbarg is, like, constantly snapping at the camera of, like, yeah. hey, if I don't get what I want by pacing, next week's pacing. episode, <laughs> I'm going to kill somebody. It's like, oh, right, let's follow that thing. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, let's call this a deadline. You've got 48 hours. It's like, Motherfucker, you are a crime boss. You should know how trials work. Right. Also, he said, uh, let's call it a deadline and let's define it in its most literal sense. I meant to look up what's the definition of deadline because I don't think that the literal definition of deadline is... Hey, stand on this line. Kill somebody. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's look it up. I've been looking up things all the time of late because you see that Matthew... uh, Jared Goff said... I'm just glad that I'm I got traded to a team where I'm appreciated and everyone was like yo they like yo, I'm you were pretty just sure like that you were appreciated in in Los Angeles you just sucked. Right. So <laughs> yeah. I like I quote tweeted with like just a reminder like appreciate means and I I always use appreciate in its literal sense of like I appreciate what you're saying which is like I I I totally get what would you or like I I appreciate what this person brings it's not saying like I love what this person brings. It's saying like, I, I know what it. this yeah. is. So like, correct. Both teams appreciate you. You are a fringe starting quarterback in the NFL. Also, just like what a ridiculous quote. Jared like, Goff and Remy Malik are listening to this podcast. Like, <laughs> yo, these guys are dicks <laughs> together. No masks. It's like, I think that I think the Detroit Lions appreciate you because you've never played for them yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, okay, what is, let's see, deadline definition. Do you think that last week's episode of Your Honor has re- has led to a spike in Googling searches for... Deadline. Let's see. Deadline definition. The latest time or date by which something should be completed. Use it in a sentence. The deadline for submissions is February 5th. Ooh. Deadline's coming up. Oh shit! We got three. You got thirty-six hours. Or whatever it is. Then so let's call it a, a deadline. But that's what that means. So I wish that there are a couple scenes where Cranston will shoot back at Stuhlbarg, yeah, and be like, "Look, you're not so great yourself," yeah. or something like that. <laughs> you're not I, the only big dick in town. Right, pal. I, that is the dialogue in this yeah. show. Like, hey, I don't see you winning any 
good person of I, I don't know like a great person awards. <laughs> you ever see the uh, you ever see the uh, the the video of the two guys in the street in New York City where they're just like flipping each other off very aggressively, but no. not actually fighting. <laughs> they're just like fucking aggressively flipping each other off and like very silently. That's what the show is. That happens in Flight of the Concords, the episode with Aziz Ansari. Did you watch Flight of the Concords? No. There's an episode where uh, Aziz Ansari, so it's set in New York. Aziz Ansari sells fruit, and he hates uh, Jermaine and Brit, and it's because he's racist against them. He said, like, so he says, like, hey, where are you guys from? New Zealand. He says, like, okay, well, I don't, like, I, I don't sell my fruit to people from New Zealand, and He's so horrible to them, and at the end of the episode, they realize, he's like, yeah, fucking New Zealand, throw another shrimp on the barbie, like, fucking jump around with your fucking kangaroos, and they're like, hey, that's, uh, that's Australia, that's not New Zealand, and he's like, really? And he's like, they're like, yeah, and he's like, oh, shit, I guess I hate people from Australia, and they're like... We hate people from Australia. So then it's just that the end of the episode is them going by the Australian embassy, just like aggressively <laughs> giving the finger, like running by like, boom, boom. <laughs> and that's how that episode's end. Uh, that episode ends. But um, yeah, your honor, very stupid right now. Yeah, I think feel like Your Honor would be a, one of those, one, like a great candidate for a show where we do like a week long series on where we just talk about and like dissect it and be like these are all the ridiculous things that happen in this fucking yeah. show but ba- but man do we ever fucking love it <laughs> yeah and we could do some we talked about like how places will do uh what this show got right and what they got wrong we could get like a new orleans expert on there that's what i wanted to do with with uh isaiah whitlock that would have been awesome yeah did we say that did we i don't say know if we ever found out if he was from New Orleans. Uh, I was th- thought I was asking. Did uh, have we said on the podcast that, oh, that we, that we to tried get to get we tried to get we tried Whit- to get Isaiah Whitlock in. Tried uh, to get not to brag. It was a swift denial. Uh, Isaiah Whitlock follows Pete on Twitter, uh, so Pete jumped in them DMs. Yeah, and I think that he may no longer follow me on Twitter. Let's check. <laughs> Does he still? Uh, yeah, let's check. I'll see. Uh, I think I think he's a nice guy. I, I just think that like he wants it. A, a, a mutually silent relationship between the yeah. two of us because <laughs> he doesn't follow a lot of people and he's followed me for a long time and we've never interacted until this time really and uh may not happen again yeah he still follows me that just made me check if uh some uh, a, a band member a, a bsd who follows me still follows me i was like let me check a bsd big swinging oh you know like a, like a a big shot yeah. person who follows me for some reason. Um, oh, I'm gonna check that too. Yeah, hold on. Now let's check. Wait, I'm now I'm gonna check if this person follows me. Hold on, let's see. Yeah, still got him. Although he follows. <laughs> that's when I was like, oh, at. that's what you were checking. Okay, hold on. Let me check if they follow me. This is great, great content. Um, let's see. Yep, still follows. And they don't follow. Yeah, they don't follow that many people. Nope. We got the follow. All right. Hold on. No, just kidding. Um, I'm uh, ma- I'm making a table. How's that going? Depends on how you want to think about it. Like I'm, I've learned so much. Do you have a table? If you were to have, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, not yet. But it's 
You're about to get into a. It's waiting to be completed. I made the I made the the legs, made the table top, put on the stain, put on the uh, one coat of polyurethane. But I was making it outside, and now it's snowing. So now I got to take a little break. So now it's just kind of in TBD mode. But I've learned so much that if you were to say, as soon as I'm done, hey, make that table again. I bet that second table would fuck. This first table, not so great. I've learned about... I glued it together. Oh, yeah, I took the, a bunch of pieces of wood, glued them together, then put clamps on them. So it's like a big tabletop. And then once the glue dried, I screwed two pieces of wood to it so it holds all of it together. So it's like double reinforced. Then when I put this, I sanded it, I put the stain on. I never built anything in my life. I sanded it, put the stain on it, and turns out I didn't do a good job of uh, cleaning up the excess glue. So there was just like glue all over that fucking tabletop. So then when I went to stain it, uh, our guy, uh, Chris Abraham, you know, you remember Chris Abraham? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruins, uh, yeah. Bruins Twitter guy. Seems like he, a guy who knows how to build a table. He's a like a crazy carpenter. So this led to me doing a little DMing with him over this. He was like, "Yeah, you, uh, your the wood absorbed the glue. So then when you try to put when you try to have it absorb stain, it's like I'm, I'm full, full here. <laughs> yeah, like hey, so." I just ate. So there's a bunch of parts of the table that are just like no stain at all. And then there's some where it's got a lot of stain. So I, I think when it's done, I'm going to like the charm of it where it looks like somebody built their it's first a baby's table. first table. Exactly. Yeah. We should, uh, we should, we should try to build the table, get really fucked up and then come back and try to build it again. Yo, for real, let's do that because I bet, if you build a table and you'll make enough mistakes that when you're drunk later, as long as you remember the mistakes you made, I bet the drunk table will be better. How long does it take to build a table? Like if you do, uh, can you do it like a table and like one, you obviously have to like wait for things to happen. Right. Right. I mean, so the table, the legs I made out of pipe. So that was just like screwing a bunch of things together. how How many Twitch streams would it take to make a table? Because so my friends were saying this. I was sta- I was uh, stain I was uh, sanding the table as we were playing poker on Zoom, and they were like, "Yo, this is the type of shit that you should be yeah. streaming on Twitch." And I was like, "Nah, yes, it takes two seconds to fucking sand a table." And they were like, "I don't think it does." And I was like, "Well, I just finished, so <laughs> no." Uh, drunk building a table on Twitch would do well. All right, we'll think about it. Uh, Let's know whether or not we're going to do it by next week's episode. It's called a deadline. In the literal sense.